Today's episode is presented by Lodestar, the fee experts. Hi, everyone. This, welcome to this week's episode of Lodestar's Lending Leaders. Today, I'm joined with Delilah Ramos, uh, and I'm very excited to have her on. She's Love and Tacos Media. She is everywhere on LinkedIn, everywhere at every conference with all the taco news. Um, so I'm very excited to have her uh, on our podcast today. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Good morning. Happy Friday. Um, it's the weekend. Yay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, let's go ahead and jump right into it. You know, before we talk about tacos, because we definitely will be talking about tacos during this interview, uh, let's talk about the mortgage space. Um, so how did you enter into the industry? Did you start with PNC or where did you start your career? Okay, so I've been in it in the mortgage industry for over 21 years now. So I consider myself like a mortgage G, like a mortgage gangster. <laughs> I love that. I do. 21 years. And no, it did not start with PNC. It started, um, I'm originally from Chicago, and it started at a title company back in 2001. So just receptionist at a title company. And from there, it kept moving. And here I am, like 21 years later, you, you go in, you never come out. That's what I hear. Uh, I entered the mortgage industry about two years ago, and I'm expecting to never escape. I'm really excited about it. You never leave. Um, you never leave the mortgage industry. You just enter it. Um, and after you got in, how did you kind of discover your role and like your gifts in the space? You know, what was the job that you had that really said like, this is where I want to be? So it didn't, it didn't happen right away. I have worked different mortgage channels all throughout our beautiful industry. I have been an originator. I was an AE, an account executive on the wholesale side. I've been a processor. I originally started in the title space. And where I really found my groove was in recruiting. And that didn't happen till like over a decade. And there's where the whole meeting Tony Thompson came in. Yeah. Yep. And Tony's fantastic. We're excited to have him on the podcast later this season. Um, he's everywhere, I yes. swear. <laughs> um, and I think that's a great kind of into my next question here, which is, you know, in your LinkedIn bio, you have DE&I Evangelist. Yeah. And I know you worked with Tony a lot at NAMBA. Kind of what did your role start as there and what did it kind of transform into? So I've worked with Tony. He was my boss when I came over to Florida. When I moved from Chicago to Orlando, he was my boss. And mm -hmm. he was my boss three times over at three different companies. And it started at PNC. Now, with the NAMBA organization, it started as a business development role when the organization first started. And but prior to that, we had worked at like two different companies together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. And honestly, I feel like so many relationships in this industry are kind of that built and compounded. You know, we've worked together for this many years. Now, I know you were one of the first people at NAMBA. What did NAMBA look like kind of in its its beginnings versus, you know, I'm sure Tony and Tony will talk a lot about what it looks like today, but as someone who was there on the entry level, how, how exciting was that? 
you know what, after, you know, when we were together in September here in Orlando and everything we went through those couple of days, I really, when I finally got home, I was really happy and excited and proud because when it first started, I remember when we used to talk about it in the office, like 2016, 2017, and because there were so many organizations uh, catering to the real estate side of, of our industry, but nothing mm-hmm. for mortgage. And there have been incidences within our industry where Tony was the only one, you know, or I have been the only female or minority female. Mm-hmm. And so he was really passionate about creating a organization for um, women and minorities, but being completely inclusive, but for the mortgage side. So it started Mm -hmm. off with him just kind of going to his connections, first working his relationships and connection connections and telling them about the idea and getting his feedback, their feedback. And that's how it started. And I remember the first conference, Lena, it was only like 300 people, not yeah, even. That's that's very normal. <laughs> so to see it grow from, from when it first started till now is impressive and proud. Yeah, I think it's it's such a great organization. And, and when it first got brought to me, uh, honestly, earlier this year was the first time I heard about it. And uh, Jade over there at NAMBA reached out to us and said, hey, we think you guys would be a great partner and it, it's such a great organization. And I'm so glad I got to attend that event. I think it it is wonderful. So I would say to anyone uh, if you're looking for kind of a unique space, it felt great to not be the like minority in the room for once. Yeah. Um, and I say that as a white woman, <laughs> I think that's important to recognize. <laughs> it No, it's fine because even being women is considered a minority in our space. You mm-hmm. know, compared when you go to other organizations, which I run into, you know that you and I... <laughs> are few sometimes, right? Yes. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, that was definitely, I think when I when I came to the mortgage industry, I came, uh, and I've spoken to, about this before, I came from hospitality, I came from event management. And event management is very female dominated. Um, so I sat on a board of directors of 15 people and 14 of them were women. See? Wow. So it was it was a it was a huge culture shock a little bit coming from that space that is so female to a space that that situation is very much reversed. It's reversed. Um, yep. A lot. And, and the cool thing about the NAMBA organization, um, no, you could definitely feel the difference between the vibe and the energy when you attend versus other. And I like mm-hmm. it because it's, it's it's attended by people that are still boots on the ground, that are the people that are actually running the organization, not just, of course, you'll see leadership and C-suite there as well, but the majority mm-hmm. of attendants are your people uh, that work the your company or that are boots on the ground. And I just feel at, at home there. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And then, I'm sorry, I lost my questions here. Um so kind of shifting from that, you know, after you left Namba, it seems like you've kind of come into your own of, of tacos yeah. and, and media. So let's talk a little bit about that. What kind of led to Taco Tuesday being the thing that it is in the mortgage space? You know, what was that first step and the moment you were like tacos? I will, I don't think I'll ever uh, forget the moment when I created the brand. It took like 20 minutes. <laughs> by the way, 
So my best friend, who's a realtor out in the Chicagoland area, his brand, which has been around much longer than mine, is the cowboy. He is the cowboy of real estate. Like that's his brand, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember telling him in late 2019, hey, I want to set myself apart. I need to get myself a brand. And I remember clearly he told me, combine something that you love, you're passionate with mortgage. And I said, okay, I'm going to think about that. I I went and I took a shower. My best ideas come in the shower. Super weird. Mm -hmm. And when I came out, I'm like, I'm going to do tacos. I go taco Tuesday. That's what I'm going to do. Called him back up, told him he was like, it's brilliant. And that's how I think the following Tuesday, I did my first taco Tuesday. And thank God, Elena, I did because if I hadn't, um, I did it a couple of months before the pandemic hit. So I had a couple of months under my belt. But that video series, that was an outlet for me during when we were in that um, environment. Lockdown, yeah. 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 It was a great. And I think that's, I think that's a really interesting kind of topic as well is, is I think we've seen a lot of the rise of the mortgage creative or creator uh, and influencer in kind of the last two years. How have you seen that, you know, there's a lot of people rising with you. What would you say it's like to be among those kind of quote unquote elite? I mean, with the old school and the new school, right? So, yeah, it's, 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 I'm very honored. I'm always honored when people like yourself, when they ask me to participate or come on their podcast or, you know, help them or ask for my services because I don't, I don't see myself (laughs) as that. That's the funny thing is I I really, really don't see myself in that, in that role of an influencer. However, Um, I do feel that I've come to a place where I have um, a good amount of knowledge under my belt, right? Under my mortgage Mm -hmm. over two decades. And so I feel that someone who does check a lot of boxes, I I, I feel like I'm a voice and a representation for that. So um, again, but I'm always still very honored when people ask me. I don't see myself, but yeah, people think I am. That's cool. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. I think the best uh, content creators are the ones who are not never ended meant to be there. Yeah. Right. And I think that's very important because you just bring this uniqueness and your own honest truth, honestly, to the series that you create, the content that you create. And I think that's so important is, you know, you have this very unique and creative voice for new content creators. What would you say to them as kind of they're getting started you know, there's a little bit of bread and butter stuff, right? Like post consistently, you know, find what works for you, all of that, right? There is some analytics behind content creation, yeah, right? of course. Um, but what would you say to someone who is struggling between what someone is telling them to do and what they feel like their unique voices? You know, I always tell people really, if you're trying to create a brand or set yourself apart, really stick to something that you truly love and are passionate passionate about. Don't BS, because if you mm-hmm. BS, you can't uh, continue that, right? It's like a lie. 
My mom always mm-hmm. told me, don't lie because you'll forget lies. So when you're not really true to that, whatever you decide to choose or decide to talk about, if it's really not something that you love or you're passionate about, it eventually will come to the surface that that's not who you are. And I honestly believe viewers and followers will get that because the way you move, it, it, it'll it come out in your energy that that's not who you are. And then there's where it'll fall apart and you won't continue. It won't be continuous. It'll be more like a job, right? It'll be, yes. forced. it'll be forced, not a job, but it'll be forced. And then you won't continue with it. That's what it is. Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, it's the reason that for a lot of these podcasts, people will notice I tend to take the more like marketing sales people, right? And then my my CEO will normally take the people that are a little bit more on the techie side and all of that, just because it's different interests, right? Yeah, um, it's things that we feel like we can both speak to, we get excited about. Um, and I always tell, for me personally, I'm like, it is just exhausting to be someone you're not. And you will get so tired. <laughs> Yes. You get tired, you get burned out. So just be you and talk about what you know best or what you love. And it'll be so easy and so much fun. Awesome. Um, Perfect. And then I think one thing I did want to ask you as someone who goes to a lot of conferences, um, how do you feel that they have an impact on the overall industry, especially in times like this? I think we all lean into our associations a little bit more for guidance, for information, just for networking, honestly, because, you know, unfortunately, in a world of layoffs, we have to be connected. Yes. Um, so what do you think the, the value is of those? And what would you say to someone who's maybe new to networking? So the organizations, the events are extremely valuable because not only are we have to be constantly learning and evolving because the policies, you know, are, are, we're in the homeownership game. We give kids backyards, we build communities, (laughs) right? And those policies that come from our government, they're always changing. So these organizations to make sure that we are knowledgeable. They bring update information. I mean, there was just a Fed hike earlier this week. We have to be really aware of all these changes as they come through because they're happening so often and so quickly. So these organizations not only give us this information, but they put us together, they connect us, they help us grow. And um, we're just built for relationship. I just feel like we're still a community where relationship based industry and that's how we need to to move as just as a whole and if you're not doing that you're missing out on so much 411 so much more opportunity i mean not only for personally yourself but for your career and mm-hmm. as as you want to grow yeah yeah 100% i think you know a lot of you know the industry is just built on who you know Um, it gives you opportunities to learn and grow in ways that you're not, you didn't otherwise anticipate. Um, even in the short time I've been in the mortgage industry, I've been able to make enough connections that when, you know, we have a question about, uh, manufactured housing, structural support, I know who to reach out to, to be like, Hey, this is the expert on this. Um, and I think that's so important in the space and those conferences, even though sometimes it feels like, Oh, maybe I didn't learn as much. But that connection that you make uh, at a networking reception can honestly come back tenfold. 
It can. It can. It really can be a game changer. And you never know. You may not need it at that moment, but six months down the line, you might need that. It's so cool. Yeah. How it works. And then my last question for you here today. Um, so one of the things here at Lodestar is we're about celebrating people and things in our life that inspire us. Um, so I, I, I'll give you the whole spiel here. So a Lodestar is a guiding light. Uh both literally and metaphorically speaking. So it would be what a uh, ship, a Nautilus or ship captain would actually use to guide them in the night sky um, home or while they're navigating on the seas. Um, So what do you consider a lodestar in your life or your inspiration for doing things? So, you know, big question. It is a big question. You know that I'm always true to, you know. I know I, you're honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm an honest girl. So my guiding light, my North Star is my faith, is my relationship with Christ. That is the number one uh, priority in my life. And I am, um, I don't shy away from that, Lena. So yeah. that is very important to me. And I give, I try to give a little bit of background. I am a cancer survivor. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful to God to be here. And, and I'll even go a little further. Um, I'm also a burn victim. I was involved in a very bad fire as a child. So I've had two uh, really dark things that have happened in my first 20 years of my life. And funny thing, I wouldn't have it any other way. They really molded and shaped and who I am, this crazy girl who loves tacos, mm-hmm. right? But I know that I'm here for a purpose. And um, yeah, I'm just, that's what guides me. No, that's fantastic. And everyone needs that. And I think it's so important for us to be real and honest with what guides us as, as human beings and respect what guides other people um, as well. So thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Where can people find you? So <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn, Delilah Ramos. Um, mm-hmm. I am on Facebook. Uh, my email is Delilah at loveandtacosmedia.com. And of course, my website, loveandtacosmedia.com. Um, I'm pretty, I think even if you Google me, I pop up really quickly. It's not, it's not hard. You got to find. some SEO go, going on there. Look at you go. I do. Uh, I do. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to give someone a little bit of insight into what you do at Love and Tacos Media, you know, it's a little, it's always a fun thing. I don't feel like you talk about it a lot. So I want to give you a little bit of space. Oh, thank you so much for that. So my taco stand is what I call it, right? (laughs) Is media and video. So of course, if you ever want to come on and partner with me, collaborate with me, we can work on, um, Taco Tuesday. That is an option. I do video and media four companies. Um, And then the second part of my taco stand is recruiting. That is something that I'm, it's my jam. It's really a God-given talent. I love placing people and connecting people. So I do work with different companies within our industry and I help connect people to find their next opportunity. That's fantastic. I love that. All about that networking. That's right, girl. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And everyone, if, you're, if you've made it this far, please like, subscribe, uh, share this with your friends if you want to. We always greatly appreciate it here at Lodestar. Um, and we will see you all next week on Thursday.
Thank you for listening to the Lodestar's Lending Leaders Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and rate us five stars anywhere you get your podcast. A special thank you to the Lodestar Podcast Production team, Jim Paolino, Tim Austin, and John Gardner.